Hello and welcome back to Verbal Money. This is the podcast that's not afraid to deal with the big questions. Just like, was John Jones really gone for three years just practicing that goat impression? Uh, it was pretty spot on, I thought. Um, UFC 285 is done and dusted. One of the biggest events of the year, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, so there is a lot to dive into. And as we said last week for the preview, we didn't get a whole lot of time to talk about it. Um, but there was a lot of performances worth talking about on the card itself. So... We will break those down for you. Starting with the main event, John Jones winning the heavyweight title after three years away, submitting Cyril Gann in the first round. Uh, fair to say in our group chat, a lot of us were a little bit disappointed that it ended as fast as it did and that we didn't really get to see uh, a lot of the stuff we'd been talking about with John at heavyweight and how he would fare. We didn't really get to see a, a ton of that. Um, but an impressive submission nonetheless. Steve. How, from that tiny little glimpse of John Jones, did he exceed your expectations? Um, it's hard to say because we didn't see a whole lot of striking out of him, which is kind of in his last few fights when he looked, let's say, normal. Um, it was the striking mm. in his fight against Reyes, for example. So it's hard to say. Um, it's it was smart to not try and strike with Silvergarn, of course, but. Look, look, we've all seen Garn, how he lacks in wrestling. We saw the Francis fight kind of exposed him in that regard. So I'm not surprised the fight went the way it did. It is, It did go quicker than I thought. Um, but yeah, what was the original question? Did he exceed your expectations at heavyweight? Um, probably, yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah. I wasn't expecting a two-minute finish. So well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, true. Uh, I, I feel like... The the bigger part that a lot of people were talking about afterwards, uh, which is, is kind of crazy because uh, we've just seen John Jones become the heavyweight champion, which for ages was kind of debated and rumored. And now we've you know actually seen it and he made it look pretty easy in, in doing so. But I do think there has to be some questions about Cyril Gann's performance. I know that, like you said, that that is the area that we know he isn't the best at, but uh to lose it that quickly and with that little opposition to John Jones was was pretty surprising. Yeah, he you... did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I'm going forward a bit here, but one of the fights I saw people talking about next to Cyril Garn was the return of Tom Aspinall. And as a Tom Aspinall fan, sign me up for that. You know? 100%. 100% yeah. for that. Sounds like easy money, to be honest. And then uh, I, I was stunned with how Jones manhandled him. And I'll, I'll use that word very proudly. He manhandled him. He just, he, when he just grabbed him and threw him down, I thought, oh my days, man. I know he come in heavier, but no way. No, it's just mad. Flawless. Yeah. I feel like as uh, someone who believed that the the version that we saw in his last few fights at light heavyweight wasn't the true John Jones and that he he could have done a lot better. It wasn't just that he declined that quickly. Uh I feel a little bit not totally because it ended very fast and like I said he exploited Cyril's like weakest aspect, but I feel a little bit vindicated that that the the, the old John Jones somewhat still exists, at least a little bit. Obviously maybe a different story if he had a kickboxing match with him, but uh but he didn't need to. Uh, Jake, were you, how did you feel 
about the the whole the whole thing because again i i got i get caught up in the story of these big fights so seeing john do it and make it look easy i was just floored by the whole thing i was i was blown away and that doesn't easily happen uh with me and john jones like as as everyone was saying here you know john's last couple of performances weren't the best really and i figured that gan would win this fight i knew that he would probably go to the ground at some point but i figured Jones has been out for three years. He's a lot heavier now. He's not really accustomed to everything. I just feel like it's going to be Gan tonight. And the fight was over within two minutes. I was blown away that Jones was still as good. Like, not even essentially as good as his prime, but even still as good as he was before he left. Now, we didn't see any of his striking, so we don't know how he is on the feet yet. Um, from the little exchanges that we saw, I thought he looked a bit jolty. And like not really accustomed to it, but Jones, he said that himself. He said he felt a bit clunky on the feet, you know, and that's that's bound to happen. So I think he's bad news for the heavyweight division. Um, yeah, I was just I was blown away. And uh, initially, I, I didn't even see why Gan tapped. I could see that he kind of had that kind of a front choke on. Um, but it's not until I saw the replay from the side that I realized it was actually pretty tight. I was like, what the fuck? Why did you tap? But um yeah, they were like I, yeah, they were like that. that on commentary as well. They didn't see it at first. I think everyone was yeah. Like... yeah, and it's just it like at first I was like, what the fuck? Why did he like why did he tap? Like I understand he was in danger there, but I didn't think there was there was any threat. But once I saw it, um I was just blown away by how easy Jones made it look. Yeah. I just like from a from a Jones perspective, I again I, I, I hope that the, the reason behind this is the the kind of the heavyweight side of it brings a little bit more fear. And we got urgent John Jones, who went for a finish as soon as he got it, and he just wrapped up a, a choke as soon as it was given to him. Corley, as uh, uh, as as this event, you finally you stayed up for a UFC event. We made a big deal out of it last week, of that this was going to be enough, and then it ends in two minutes. I know, I was fuming. I was fucking fuming. I even got the missus to come up. I was like, come on, you John Jones, John Jones. She's like, oh, okay. Two minutes, man. Thank God. I, well, I won't go on to that fight yet, but there was a really good main card. It was so good. Um, will I be staying up for the next one? I don't even know who's fighting on the next one. We'll react to that. Edwards and Ozman. Yeah, you don't have to stay up for the next pay-per-view. Wait. No, there's one before that, isn't there? Not a pay-per-view, sorry. That, oh, <clears throat> yeah. Jan and Marab next week. No, oh. yeah, next week. This week, this this week, yeah. Next I'm gonna week. stop up for that one. I'd like to. It's an early. Uh, it's, slight, main... it's slightly earlier because of the power slap thing. So, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! That's on this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, the power slap final is this weekend. Oh my god! How power slap is a plague on this that? podcast. Power <laughs> slap is a plague. It, it keeps coming Every back. Time we come it on, keeps coming like, back. Power slap's happening. Fuck Power Slap. Did you read that New York Times article? No. Power... What? Bro, about Dana White and Power Slap, it was... <laughs> I'll link it in the group chat in a minute. Heavy stuff. I think I did. But, um, it's, that, it's that leftist media out to destroy Dana White yet again. Dana's <laughs> coming after the media. He's taken, he's taken no survivors. Have we heard any more about his documentary on the media yet? Yeah, he, he reached out to me and asked me why I was such a twat. Yeah. So I think I'm going to be mm-hmm. saying that, what? like, it's not fair that I critique him and 
threaten the lives of his fighters. <laughs> I, I did see, uh, I did see that our boy, our boy Slappy McJesus is uh, is back in action. On, yeah, on he's the, on, on the he's on the card. Slappy so, McJesus is on the card. So uh, maybe maybe we will have to keep up to uh, keep up to date with it. Watch Oh Oh yes, yes. I'm up for that if you are. I don't even know how we can watch it here. Is it, is it going to be on Fight Pass here? Do you reckon? Probably. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Mm. I don't even have Fight Pass anymore. <laughs> what the fuck is Rumble? Like, uh, like it's he's a, just been like... saying that it's on in all these different places. Like, I don't know what the fuck. Like, what it's is Rumble? From, from what I understand about Rumble, which Some is nasty like, shit. not very much, it's like a right wing YouTube. Oh, a uh, oh, fucking brilliant. That's that's exactly where Dana White should be showing power slap. Like that is actually a very apt choice to to be fair to him. I'm not saying that like everything should be on Rumble, but like if there is going to be something on right wing YouTube, it probably should be power slap. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, I just remember that I need to be up like super early on Sunday morning, so I didn't even know if I can watch this live. So we're good. Oh, Steve, Steve, you've put in too many hours. I, I mean, I'm the one who was like doing it all for the power slap on this podcast and I can't even stay up to watch the thing live on the finals so shocking we need Steve. to stop talking about this Steve you can Just you the... can say what you say what you want but we all know the reason you're not watching is because you don't like Dana White that's we that's we as we all know that's why people don't like well, power of slap of course of course um... nothing to do with the um CTE and the uh just the unlikable people and I don't where do you want me to stop here just like you going? We could be here all day. It's gonna be a long list. If I can clip it, you can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you still got a thirty-minute clip on Power Slap that you need to post. I do. I, I honestly, I'm just thinking, can we do it and not get called supporters of it? Oh we yeah, made... it is a funny podcast. It is a funny podcast. I was actually crying watching it. Oh. No, fuck it, I'll Still. post it tonight. Fuck it, who cares? I'll post <laughs> it tonight. I'm going to make a rumble. Look- no, I'm not. 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 <laughs> Take that back. No, I'm not. But no, that's a question, though, Kyle. I enjoyed staying up. It was really lovely. Until the final fight, I was a bit underwhelmed. But shouts to John Jones for being the GOAT. Or Fair enough. the GOAT of today. The GOAT of today. No, he's the that's a different conversation. Uh, the co-main event threw a lot of plans out the window for our champion predictions. Um, on on one hand, for a, for a split second, when it first happened, I thought, okay, me and Steve may not have got it right that Alexa Grasso would beat her, but we did say Shevchenko would lose the belt. I, I basically drew a name out of a hat of who I thought it would be that would beat her. I just had a feeling she would lose it this year. I don't know who to... And then I thought, nah, they oh spoke yeah, to her. Right. they yeah, spoke right. to her about the rematch. The person who had a close fight with her. That's not exactly drawing. Oh yeah, like yeah, that. I know. But I, I could have made an argument for Marlon Farrow being a, uh, obviously, Blanchfield You're as well. To stay face here, I think. But well, I it, <laughs> let's be honest, Steve. It really doesn't matter because as soon as they started right. speaking to Valentina, I was like, I oh, yeah. The, 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 it's going to be Shevchenko Grasso at the end of the year, and Shevchenko is probably yep. going to end the year as champ. Yeah, uh-huh. could you this imagine the best? She... It's the best thing that could have happened to me. 
actually the best thing that could have happened to me is that Shevchenko would lose the title because now she can win it back at the end of the year. So there you yeah. go. And um, now it's like the only way both myself or Kyle have a chance now is if Shevchenko pulls out yeah. and gets replaced by either Evan Badri or, or Talia Santos. Mm-hmm. And I'm not convinced that if Shevchenko pulls out, they wouldn't just pull the fight, to be honest, and reschedule it. Unless it's in Mexico. Cinco de Mayo, baby! No, it's not going to be that soon. No, not that soon, but it would be good if it was. Three Mexican champs, do it rapid, ain't going to last. Not going to last. Like, if if Shevchenko... Sorry, like, if if there is anyone deserving of an immediate uh, rematch, it is Shevchenko. She has, what, like, seven title defenses? Like, Uh you have to give her her shot, at least, even if some people find her relatively unpleasant. You know, it's it's yeah. it's, it's the rules. Yeah, I yeah. There's no debate. For, yeah, yeah, I'll get it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I'm still holding on to hope though. <laughs> Valentina pulls out. Erin Blanchfield slides in there. Oh. And I think Erin beats Alexa too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um... But no, let's talk about that fight. Um. Alexa looked great. Fantastic. She scared me on the she did. She scared me on the feet, bro. She was actually so good with her striking and that a grappling. Woo-wee. Out of nowhere, bro. I, so I so thought good. they were I thought they, they were overselling Grasso so hard. Like during yeah. the early parts of the pay-per-view. Like when Joe Rogan called her like one of the best boxers in the UFC, I was like, yeah. oh for fuck's sake, he's he's on one again. And then, like, by the time the fight actually came around and Grasso was starting to, like, land clean on her, I was like, yeah, she actually is pretty good, though. Even if Joe Rogan, you know, is, like, talking out of his hole here. She is actually a pretty good striker. And um, I would say that she lost the second and third, but she did pretty good in the first. And she, if she didn't get the finish in the fourth, she, she definitely won the fourth. So, impressive performance. One of the biggest upsets of all time, no doubt. Um, where, where, where would you rank it in terms of all-time... Title fight upsets. Top ten. Definitely top ten. Maybe top five. Maybe I would top, say top five. I, thinking, I would say not thinking five. too hmm. deep into it. I'm just trying to think now. Rousey and Holm for one of the biggest in it. Nunez and Juliana. Yeah. Matt Sarah yeah. GSP. GSP Sarah. Yeah, Sarah and GSP. Bisping. I'd. Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah. I... yeah. That's probably the lowest one, yeah. one down though. I I would say, but like it could probably be kicked out if I could think of another one. But that uh, that would probably be it. You can make an argument for Leon in terms yeah, of yeah, Leon always been in terms of like live how the fight was going. You can yeah. make an argument. Yeah, for mm-hmm. I don't I don't think though like in terms of like a uh, a Nunes and Pena situation. No, 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 no. Where, like, no. Do you know, maybe no. that you could probably. Make an argument for TJ Burrell. Yeah, that's it. That's maybe TJ Burrell. I feel Burrell like... was a beast, man. He was a beast. And I then... feel like Cody Weidman? versus Cruz, Weidman. but that feels harsh. Oh yeah, Chris Weidman has yeah. to be top five. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah Weidman. Weidman is right Why did I forget? I was like, I just set my mind to like the last four or five years. I I didn't remember fucking TJ and Burrell, Silva and White, like the actual dethroning of all like the greatest champs of all time. Mighty Mouse and Sahudo doesn't get talked about. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of debate about Cejudo actually winning the one I remember at the time, but Cejudo's good, yo. Just a bit of a cringy come, yeah. but so everyone online seemed to think that Demetrius Johnson won that fight, but I was in the building for that fight and I had Cejudo oh. winning. I was so. gonna say I thought Cejudo edged it very slightly, yeah. but I thought he did. I, I, I thought he won as well, like, but yeah. it was close. It was close. The the thing with the with the upset on the weekend in the co-main is, for example, if you take the Juliana Pena Amanda Nunes uh, fight, because I know a lot of people comparing those two just because they were so recent, kind of similar title reigns and things like that. But I thought Amanda Nunes looked dreadful in that fight, like a complete, mm. like a really really bad performance on on her perspective. But I thought Valentina Shevchenko looked like Shevchenko. This time mm. around, I know that obviously good. she made a she made a pretty bad mistake and it cost her and she got submitted very fast. But up until that point, I thought this is a standard Shevchenko fight. This doesn't feel yeah. like uh, obviously yeah. Grasso um, looked better than a lot of people did, and like a lot of people thought she would, including myself. I was like, I did I didn't just underestimate her. I think I just like I I didn't know she could be that good like I completely underestimated her but Shevchenko looked quite good I thought for the majority of the fight I thought this could this is going to go to a decision she's going to win yeah. comfortably yeah she struggled so much off the back foot Valentina you could see her just like she was constantly like on the back foot sorry she couldn't get going forward at all and then when she did that's when she started getting the takedowns in rounds two and three won it and then she just fucked it didn't she bless her I didn't see that again though I don't think Alexa will meet Obviously, she knows the wrestling's where she's got to work on, and that's just where she's going to work on. Seems like a natural boxer, like stood up. So, if she worked on that takedown, we saw how much Ngannou transformed in the wrestling department when he took it a bit serious. <laughs> so, I've got no questions that she could, obviously, not the same as Ngannou, but you know, rip it up a little bit. Yeah, well, Valentina got the takedown. She got her into crucifix, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, you know, yeah. Obviously, I, I was getting obviously crucifix was getting very... is her favorite position. She got even my missus, even my missus said, Oh, she's doing the crucifix like always. And I just thought it's so trademark, isn't it? Like so trademark <laughs> Valentina, getting the fucking crucifix and elbow away. Yeah. Um, I was getting so worried at that point because I had Valentina by decision down on my accumulator, and I was yeah. like, Oh, this fuck it. She's in the crucifix now, she's fucked. <laughs> um and I was like, Oh no, could you could you not just like wait an extra three rounds or something? But it didn't matter in the end because she lost. So, no. Let's talk about that finish though. Because like, did you see the bit? Well, I think she said it in a post fight interview or in the press conference, one or two, how she was drilling, taking the back from the spin kick. Mm. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. mad though. Which is, I guess, how she got there so quick. Now, I don't know how much, how long you leave the pay per view on for after the fight's finished. But did you see when they were going over the replays after the fight? After the Jones fight, the color of Valentina's skin. Yeah, her face, yeah. my days. She looked like um, a, a drumstick lolly, didn't she? Fucking <laughs> red face, white fucking jaw. Rude push, man. Yeah, oh, that was push. absolutely crazy. Um, Next fight down, because there, there's so many performances yeah. we got to talk about, so we'll just keep going down the card. Uh. Corley, after not knowing that Shavkat was fighting on this card, they, he goes on to deliver the fight of the night with Jeff Neal. Yeah, um, he did, baby. Woo! <laughs> I was really happy for that fight, man. Sorry. Carry on, Kyle. Sorry. 
I was just going to say the uh, the comparisons to Hamzat Shemaya versus Gilbert Burns were were pretty mm. clear uh, throughout this fight. Obviously, you know, slightly different here and there, but uh, it for me, I never felt like Shavkat was that much in danger. It always kind of felt like it was a it was a ticking clock until he either got the finish or just won a, a pretty clear decision. But what a fight, man! Agreed, man. Shavkat was. Oh. I was going to say Bon Appetit, but that's not what I mean. Magnifique. <laughs> he was amazing, man. He was so just ruthless, man. He was so ruthless. I hope he got paid violent money, to be fair, for that, because that was a ruthless performance. Hats off to Jeff Neal. My God. I thought the towel was going to get thrown in at one point. I thought there's no way they can let him keep taking this much damage, man. He was getting brutalised. But when he started swinging back and caught him, I was like, my God, it's, it's not over yet. It was... Flawless, not flawless. It was just a sick fight, sick fight, so good. Is he ready for Kamzat though? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know yet. I think the only reason I... you make that fight now is if Kamzat's going up to middleweight, and you just do yeah, to, just do the fight to do the fight. But if yeah. not, you have to wait until it's like a title fight. I just think I just think Kamzat's a bit finer tuned on some areas than Shavkat. Not to say Shavkat's not world class everywhere because he is. A beast. He could easily be a champion. Went Leon. Retires, though. Not now. Couldn't beat Leon. But, um, nah, I would like to see that fight. I really would. But yeah. not yet. Don't give Shavkat. Don't do it yet. Let him work up. Give Kamzat the fucking money-making fight. Let Shavkat build it. Do it when it's right. Don't rush it. I mean, Jeff Neal rocked Shavkat at one point, And Jemayev hits harder than Jeff Neal. Yeah, that's that, that, that's that's what that's what I was gonna say. say it, like I saw a lot of people saying that if they fought now, Shavkat would destroy him, and I'd never favor. I don't think it. I think it destroyed him. I've never favored. I, Shavkat. I, I, <clears throat> and it's it's not because I don't rate Shavkat. It's because I rate Shemayev so highly. And like the only flaw that I have seen in Shavkat's game at all is his head movement and his his striking defense. And Jeff Neal is a good boxer, and he does hit hard. But like when Shamayev loads up on his shots, he is fucking brutal. So I will probably though, give the edge to Shamayev. But it's he, it is very close. Shavkat is he's fucking he's so talented. I thought Shavkat's striking defense though was quite sloppy compared to usual. I feel mm-hmm. like he was so confident now he's banging. And I thought it doesn't. I, don't, I thought he's It doesn't matter what he hits him. He's not gonna do it until obviously he rocked him a little bit. But um. I don't know, man. I think that it's an interesting fight that comes up, but I don't want it yet. Give it me in another fight or two. Let's let me enjoy the build up to it. Do you know what I mean? Don't rush it. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed on the screen when Shavkat got rocked, the tweet. It was from Jordan. Shout out to Jordan. Um Shavkat Ragbonov appears to have a great chin on top of his already un- unreal skill set. That tweet was on the screen for ages. As he was getting rocked. They definitely saw that on the delay, didn't they? Like the studio team of thought, keep that. Like, keep, don't let it out. They, they saw it on there. It's, it's like, it was like they saw it on there as Chef got rocked. And then and then they were like, we'll keep that there a little bit longer. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Imagine, having, imagine if he got knocked out in that situation and that was the last thing on the screen as he was going down. Chef <laughs> <laughs> has a rock solid chin. And Shavkat's there on the ground like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. start tweeting that about every fighter from now on, in in the hopes that I like end up on the stream when someone's getting knocked out. 
Wow, that have any, have any of you guys ended up on the screen before? Side note. No, no. never. I have I'm never waiting once. to get on the screen. <laughs> I got on the screen once during a Laverne You were on the screen. You were on the screen. Holy shit. I got See, on the screen I, one time, like ages ago. What I don't tweet enough. I don't tweet enough about the prelims to get on there. Oh, I only yeah. usually prelims are the way to go. Yeah, I need to start. You know what? Two eighty six. I'll be watching the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Right, and I'll be I'll be tweeting th- uh, three tweets for for every fight. One before, one during, and one after. That way, I think I'm it was fucking guaranteed. Le- I think <laughs> it was when Lerone Murphy fought Amikani. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like during, it was like I tweeted something like. Lerone Murphy versus there was something like dumb, something generic. It was like Lerone Murphy versus Makwana Makani, banger, and it uh, got on the screen during Lerone Murphy's entrance. Well, will Defo have a what a live watcher of UFC two eighty six? We'll sort some oh, up for sure. I want to do something, yeah. Watch a wild. I want to get some guests on. That'd be awesome. Well, yeah, we'll just get pissed. We'll all we'll get pissed. You know, I am, I am, I am willing. I, I am. I no, Jake, you're I not allowed. Jake, you are not allowed <laughs> to drink any alcohol ever, ever. You do not have no, no. I refuse. I refuse. Jake. I was gonna. I was gonna. I will say not get this. done for child abuse. That is what it's classed as, Jake. It's not happening. Don't worry, I, I had absolutely no intentions of, of of drinking next week. But I was gonna say, even though I've been highly critical of BT and uh, the box office system. If we are going to do something live, I might just go against my own morals and buy it on pay per view, just so oh. I'm not like, just so I'm not halfway through it. And I'm like, uh, lads, do any of you have a stream? What do you mean you're <laughs> 20 minutes ahead of me? What do you mean Edwards is walking out? You know what I mean? So I don't even know if I can buy it because, like, I'm at uni. I have the BT Sport app. How I watch it on my TV. I don't have like a Skybox here or anything, so I don't even know. If I no, can you can it. you can buy it. You can buy it on the BT app. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. I've done. I've done a lot. Of, I've done a lot of research into box office. I've spent. I've, I've spent about. F- it's four years this year that I've spent, like, giving them shit for. It. So, I know my way around BT. <laughs> or um, TNT Sports, as they're going to be in a couple of weeks, or whatever. what? So what? BT are changing to TNT Sports in like I don't know when. It's, I said a couple of weeks. It's not a couple of weeks. That's explosive, bro. That was awful. That was Sorry. shit. Dad joke. Dad, Dad joke. Leave me off of it. Leave me off. No, of they Dad got joke. they got bought. BT Sport got bought by Warner Brothers. So it's not British oh. Telecommunications anymore. Nah, BT Sports going to be TNT Sports. Mm. That's a shit. Oh. Which side note, Kyle? You were like this. Someone asked Tony Khan about that at the scrum last night. <laughs> I mean, yeah, WWE, WWE being on TNT. Oh, that's that's. That's just confusing. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Right. We got to talk about Mateus Gamrot versus Jalen Turner. Um, a fight that obviously came together on late notice. Um, and I was incredibly impressed by how well Gamrot was able to do against uh such a difficult stylistic matchup. Um, on so- such short notice, obviously back in the back in the win column for for Gamrot. Steve, were you? How do you feel about Gamrot's performance? Because there was points where I thought it was going to start to slip away from him, but he seemed to do enough uh, to to pull it back every time. Yeah, I'd agree with that, honestly. Um, He did what he needed to do. That's all there is to say. Wasn't the greatest fight, but he was able to control it when it went down. And he really neutralized 
what Jalen's good at, which is like using his length. He's got power as well. So it was a dangerous fight to Gam- for Gamma to take on short notice. And he did what he needed to do. That's, there's not, I don't think there's a whole lot more to it than that. Yeah, I agree. I, I still think uh, this hasn't hurt Jalen Turner's stock at all because I thought he looked really, really no, good at more. points. So uh, he looked good. Back, he yeah. was against a guy who was a really good guy who's higher ranked than him. He'll, he should get another big fight. Definitely. Sure. He was super Especially impressive. With the late, no- late notice change as well. Gamma is a pretty different stylistic opponent to Hooker. So <laughs> I think maybe they could reschedule that Hooker one. That probably works. Yeah, I'd love to see that fight. Um, when we did the preview last week, Corey, I got your take on Bo Nickel. So uh, what did you think of the, the debut? It was really good if you didn't need him in the in the bollocks. Um <laughs> when I watched it and I saw him, I thought, fuck me, lad, you're you're a rum cunt, you. And then when I saw the knee in the balls, I thought, ooh, you are gonna get taken down, you get kneed in the bollocks. But he was flawless. You need to shut up calling out people though. That does my head in like it's your first UFC fight, like shut up. But I need to shut up because he's clearly going to be like a superstar. So I just need to stop hating on the lad. And um, yeah, man, he's going to smash it. Yeah. By the letter of the law, the knee to the balls is a foul. But I really don't think that affected the takedown in any way. I think Bo no. was going to get down you, did, you, do, you do see his hands go in, though. Like, he's hurt from it on the replay. I mean, you can see his, his face. And like, to me, when I watched it live, when I saw his reaction, I was like, that's a that's a reaction to a low blow rather than a good body shot. I yeah. Picked up and then when he was, when he was on the ground, ground, when he was on the ground, as well, you could just see in his face he was like looking at the ref to stop. He's still his hands on his cut. So I was mm. thinking like he's he's hurt from the the blow there. You're not gonna defend the takedown when you fucking don't have your ball still and it's bag will you? Do you know what I mean? I didn't even see it happen live. I would have to go. I had to go on Twitter and I saw like hashtag low bow nickel, and I was like. Okay, that's really, like that's that's really clever, or at least it would be if he landed a low blow, but I don't think he did. But I went on and I found the video then, and he hit him so cleanly in the balls. So, um, yeah, it, it wasn't gonna like really affect the outcome of the fight. Bonickel was still no. going to win by first round submission, but ah, fuck it, you know, did it? It would probably got another thirty seconds if the foul was called. Let's be honest, but. Yeah, I love what Mike Chandler said about him. Exponential potential. And he got that shit, yo. Word is born, son. Shouts to Rayquan the chef. <laughs> <laughs> um, the... I, I, I didn't know I didn't know Michael Chandler said that, but now, now I'm annoyed. <laughs> there you go. The final prelim featuring Cody Garbrandt. Uh, a strange fight, but as someone who is quite a big Cody Garbrandt fan, uh, a win that he really needed, and a, a performance that I wasn't even sure if he had in him at this point. I It's hard to imagine him not just brawling with everyone that he fights, but a really like measured performance. Not a very great uh, fight to watch, but uh, like I said, as a, as a Garbrandt fan, I was happy for him to get the win. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big Garbrandt fan as well, and to me it was Garbrandt like new coach as well, obviously. Um, did they say, yeah, feeling the pressure, needing the win, doing anything to get the win. And Trevin Jones, the best way to describe him is just like he froze. He was like, it was almost like he was in awe of being in there with a former champion and just didn't do a lot with it. Where, like, if he put some combos together and, and if he touched Cody's chin, we know what his chin's like, he could have 
very easily got him out of there, I feel. He did hit him in the third round as well, though. He did start yeah. to unload a little he bit. He started in the third to, round. yeah. Yeah, and like he got a reaction out of Cody, but like he did his best fucking William Knight impression. So, like, you can't win, you can't win the fight like that. So, yeah, like, I'm happy to see Cody win. I'm not a really big Cody fan, but I just wanted to see him get this one. Um, mm. but kind of like a stale performance. So, like, yeah, it it was still. Still a good win, but it was kind of like, eh, do you know, it's it's not like when he knocked out a sunset. No. Do you know what I mean? Because that was a spectacular finish over a decently ranked opponent who has like respect from the fans, and you know, this is Trevin Jones. <laughs> yeah, uh, well said, <laughs> um, Derek Brunson and Drikus Duplessis producing. <laughs> One of the strangest fights I have ever watched. Um, I remember He's listening to. Motherfuckers. <laughs> it, so seems to be, it seems to be a trend with Drickus Duplessis at this point. I mean, it's also a trend with Derek Brunson. Yeah. <laughs> not at this point, for years. Like, yeah. I, I still remember one of my favorite fights to watch is the, the Whitaker one because it's just insanity. <laughs> um, yeah. the, the amount of times it I want to shout. So <laughs> the amount of times I want to shout at my TV, what are you doing, Derek Brunson? <laughs> and then you add him in a cage with Drika Suplicy, and it's like the <laughs> Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. Like, who is now gonna do something mental? Mm. It was it was like watching a car crash, and I kind of loved it. I don't know how you guys felt. Yeah, uh, exactly that. It was... it was just it was just it's so funny to watch. Because I was given out last week about how uh, how low down uh, this fight was on the card, and I was like, "This is number five versus number ten in middleweight. These are high level guys, and they deserve the respect of being on the main card." And I watched that fight, and I was like, "Wow, I've never seen two highly ranked guys fight so shit in my whole life." Like, and it's not even a case of their performances were bad. It's just technically. How is how has Duplessis done so well? Yeah, exactly. I was gonna make that point. Just like he just runs at people with his head down and his hands in the air, and he somehow wins fights. I'm not even yeah. like trying to be a dick about it. He's just <laughs> like he's he just keeps winning fights. Yeah, but he he has like little to no technique, and he gassed out after like three minutes. But so did Derek Brunson, and like. Even in the finishing sequence, it didn't even look like Brunson was unconscious. It just looked like he was lying down with his hands there. And he was, like, he was like, oh, fuck, I could hit him now. And he just fucking, like, oh, such a such a goofy fight. No. And on that, I was going to, I'm glad you did that, because I would have done if you didn't. <laughs> Is Drickus Duplessis, like, the worst, like, decently ranked prospect in UFC history? He very well might be. It's in terms well of like being be. a technical fighter. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, no, because you see, right? You see, he wins fights. He wins fights. And no, I don't think he beats anyone in the top five. Like, if you fucking put him in there against Whitaker, I think Whitaker takes his head off. But yeah. do you know what I mean? Like if he fights maybe someone below him, I don't know, like a, a Jack Hermanson or something like that. I d I don't know why they would make that fight. They're probably gonna have him fight up. But for argument's sake, if he did. All the evidence should point to the fact that Jack Hermanson is a strong wrestler with a good top game 
and he can he can strike as well. So you would say Hermanson will win that fight. But Duplessis would find a way to just run at him with his head down, wing overhand, gas out, and still win the fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is all it takes to be like a, a fucking top 10 middleweight nowadays. I don't know if this is just like some kind of, I don't know, like fucking magic shit that Duplessis is on or middleweight has like gone down the bin. Yeah. I really don't well, know. Well, there's that for sure. Yeah. And my Sean Strickland Strickland versus Duplessis. That reminds me, we didn't put it on the running order, but there is another middleweight we should talk about a bit later. Uh, Darren Till. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. He's if gone. we if we have enough time, we'll we'll get to we'll get to till at the end. If not, we might have to mention it next week or something. And uh, yeah, um, and get to it. But I, I just had a look at a quick quick look at the middleweight rankings. Where do you go next? Brunson's five. Do you think they put Duplessis all the way up to five? Nah, six maybe. Six. Okay, six. Six. Out, six five. Out of the at the minute. <laughs> Like the disparity in skill is I, so fucking big. I need they're both weird guys though. I need Paolo Costa and Driggis Duplessis locked in a cage together soon. Yeah. You know oh, who was locked in a cage? Man. You know, you know who was locked in a cage over the weekend? Ian Machado Gary. And you know, you know what he did in that cage? He hit the finest gritty I have ever seen a fighter hit <laughs> after a third round knockout performance. That was a joke, Ian. Please never do that again. You're bringing shame to the country. Um, <laughs> you skipped about two yeah. fights there, I think. That's ah, fine. We, we, don't, we just, we we just don't, don't, we don't need to talk about uh, Hebas or Barrio. It's fine. Not, not really. Like, good fights. But Ian Gary, he fucking scared me in that first round. He scared me. He went down hard. And I was like, Ian, for fuck's sake, man. Just just don't lose. Do you know what I mean? Like, it it really bummed me out if you lost. And he answered my prayers because he went on to knock the shit out of Son Canan in the second did. half of that fight. And he I, did oh, beat the shit. He beat him like he did oh, me, bro. He beat the shit out of him. Bro, it was, oh, it was so fun. To, like, once he started hitting that fucking pull counter against the cage and everything, I was like, I I, I think I, I tweeted underneath like Andy Stevenson's uh, tweet or something. I said, if that performance wouldn't want to make you run down the street naked with a tricolor, do you know what I mean? Like, this is what brings pride to our country. So, <laughs> Ian Gary, future middleweight champion. Uh, 2023. Yeah, Ian's gone on a title run this year. Um, he's taking out Shabcat next. Then uh, he's taking out Leon in Croke Park at the end of the year. So <laughs> They won't host it. Um, <laughs> they won't either. <laughs> but, um, that oh, clip... They're not going to host Katie Taylor. You think they're going to host <laughs> Ian Gary? <laughs> Bro, imagine, this is Ian, imagine. the future Gary. Imagine. This is Ian. Get Queenie in there. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Imagine oh. imagine the reaction cam on Katie Taylor as Ian Gary walks out in Croke Park hitting the gritty. <laughs> oh, my God. Eddie Hearn just crying. Oh, what a spectacle. Uh, five underground for security for this. One of my favorite clips uh, in recent times of the UFC is is the clip of Ian getting caught and dropped, and then the finishing clip where he nearly gets caught again, but steps it and then lands another combination. Like I was so impressed with Ian Gary in this with in this fight. Like when he got dropped and then on the stool, he's like breaking down what he did wrong, saying it was his mistake, and then to come out and be like eleven and zero, like. That confidence, I was I was so impressed with Ian Gary in this fight. 
it, it shows how much potential he really has. Because I, w- I was thinking about it over the weekend. His first fight against Jordan Williams, it showed that he was a pretty competent, uh, pretty competent striker with some good technical skills, but he had flaws. And then the Gabe Green fight and the Darian Weeks fight, we didn't really get a whole lot out of them. But this performance showed that he can battle back from adversity. He's got a killer shot selection, and he learns from his mistakes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think he he actually has potential to be fucking yeah. to be pretty damn good. Yeah, this was the real coming out party for Ian Gary so far. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. So how, I I guess this question for Jake: How high do you go with him next? Oh, I like the winner. The winner. The winner of Nelson and Barbarina, maybe. maybe. I, d- I don't know. Someone from that fight, maybe the loser, maybe the winner. It, 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 it depends on who wins. You know, if it's Gunnar Nelson, I think that could be a tough fight. If it's Barbarina, it's also a tough fight. Gun, um, Gunny's a well, risky but, but, Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know who else. Who else on the on the pre? Yeah, you can do uh, Island versus Island like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 uh, N- N- Nelson, Nelson's a good fighter. I just like, he's just not been active enough. That's all. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Steve, what else stood out to you, uh, from this card? What are the performances that you want to highlight before we move on to this weekend's cards? Um, Cameron Simon couldn't stop fouling. I was gonna, I was gonna say that if you didn't, yeah. that motherfucker, right? And like, well, we can talk about Farid then if you want it. <laughs> like, bro, I don't think he's a dirty fighter. No, right? he's not. But, he's not but in two in two straight fights now, he's had points deducted for fouls. Like, just get your shit together, man. You know what I mean? Like, you're a good <laughs> fighter. Can you just stop like poking people in the eyes and kicking them in the balls and shit like that? Like, it just mm. it really mars your reputation. Yeah, he's twenty two years old, so I think it's just more of a case of being green than anything. Yeah. Basher out as well then. Yeah, for it for sure. Good, yeah. good, solid performance, Oren. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, right, we got to move on to this weekend's events, Corley. Before we get on to talking about Bellator and the UFC, I wanted to give you a sec to shout out to the Hexagon and LFL events because both of them are doing pretty big things this week. Yeah, man, we've got um. Hexagon and LFL this weekend. Um, I got a bit confused on LFL. I thought the heavyweight Grand Prix they were doing was on the actual. I think it's LFL eight. Is it? Is it LFL eight or seven? Quick Google. Yeah, it's LFL eight. Um, yeah, they've got a heavyweight tournament one night. That's going to be sick because one night tournaments always are sick and it's heavyweight, so every fight is going to be a knockout. They're all going to be gassed within a minute. It's going to be grand to watch. Um. And then, yeah, Chris Fishgold in the main event the next day. Sick to watch, I reckon. I'll have that on. And Hexagon, got Walter Gahadza going for the welterweight title. And then Chanel Dyer makes her pro debut, which is going to be insane. We were saying before the podcast started, weren't we? What, she got 32 amateur titles? Mm. Fuck. Very excited. Very excited for her debut. She's going to be a massive pro. She'll be the face of women's MMA in England when she kicks off, 100%. Yeah, excited for that. Um, Speaking of women's... uh, Actually, I was going to plug an interview I'm working on. I don't need to do that. It's fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> Stay tuned for something from Steve. <laughs> well, no, because it's not in the it's not in the can yet. And a couple of times in the past, I've like tweeted about stuff and then it fell through. So I just want to be safe. Right. That is that is the biggest fucking bummer ever, though. Because I've tweeted about interviews that have just never happened. Yeah. So like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, okay. um, I should have an interview with a female. English MMA fighter with a big fight coming up. Um, whenever Collie uploads it, basically, um, it's happening Friday. So, wait, this Friday, I'm doing an interview this Friday. Yeah, thought you meant the fight was this Friday. I was, like, I was sending you an interview. Steve. Nah, nah, nah. I'll I'll oh, tell you no. later. We got to talk about Bellator two nine two, uh, which goes down on March tenth. Huge event for Bellator kicking off their lightweight Grand Prix, which uh. It's is is I really enjoy Bellator's tournaments. I feel like they don't always work out the way I want them to, but the the one uh, I'm trying to think what weight class it is now, it's completely gone from my head. Is it Bantamweight? The one that's wrapping up. Well, yeah. 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 And this lightweight one looks really good. Like the, the people they've got in it, um shaping up to be another really good tournament for Bellator and obviously it kicks off this weekend with Usman Namagomedov the champion facing Benson Henderson um which I'm pretty excited for where are you guys at with this with this Bellator lightweight tournament because uh at this you're not going to expect me to say this but I think it might have gone a little bit under the radar unlike Bellator mm. well I'm just looking through it now because I didn't have a clue it was happening this weekend <laughs> um... <laughs> you're not alone mate of course um... <laughs> Oh, no, hey, it's just it's just damn media not promoting Bellator like Josh no. like Josh Thompson said. Yeah. Fuck Josh Thompson. But to I massively. He's gonna see this clip and have fun with it. He can't. <laughs> don't don't be beef. Wait, why is he gonna see it? Are you using something I don't? No, he just like I'm he searches his own name on Twitter. tendency to tweet about people who shit on Bellator and him. If he wants beef, then bring the ruckus, bro. Don't give a fuck. I do give a fuck, Josh. I will cry to you in your DMs later. Um, MVP versus Goiti Yamauchi. Lovely. Valentin right. Moldovsky versus Winston Vassal. Lovely. Tafik Messiah versus Alexander Shabali is spice on toast, mate. And then Usman and Benson is just... Going to be Usman smashing him for three, five rounds over long. It's four, isn't it? It's going to be men. Like, good card. Yeah, oh. I, think, I think it's a great card. Um, at least the top three. Um, it definitely drops off a little bit after that. Of course, James Gallagher was supposed to be on this card as well. Initially. Yeah, I'm, just looking, I'm just looking for the prelims now. And there's... Yeah. There's a... There's some unbeaten guys, but there's a lot of inexperienced guys, so you never know with Bellator prelims. You'll probably get a lot of finishes out of them. Yeah. Caspell and Josh Hill will be a good fight, and so will Khaled. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not even going to try and say his name. I hate saying Eastern European names. I always fuck Matazali. them up. Matazali. Yeah, him and, Tony, him and Tony Johnson will be a good fight, but I didn't know Julius Angelakas was on the card. He's quite good. Like oh, against, against Yagjimoran. Yeah, that's, yeah that's that'll fun. be a good fight, that. And Bobby Serrano the third as well. Ooh. Didn't know he was on the card. Tasty. Tasty. That just shows you where my viewing things at the fact that I know like a 3 0 American pro and I didn't have a fucking clue. The others. <laughs> I was like, who's, yeah, who's that? 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, the top and uh, Enrique Vazola and Eric Perez. Yeah, I'll do with five. Perez is a decent. No, the, the top four, the top four are all really good. Um, like you mentioned, Moldovsky and Vassell. That's a that's a rematch that Vassell has been looking at mm. getting back for a long time. So, and I hope he gets that win, bro. I really hope he gets it, man. Vassell's the man. I, he is the man. I'm just thinking of his reptiles, bro. They'll be so upset. I'm <laughs> lost. I'm not going to be happy with that, bro. Big up the reptiles. I'm pretty sure one of my interviews with him, we talked about the reptiles. He did with Kyle as well. He did with Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went out of my way to ask him about the reptiles. I was like, that's mad. Like, <laughs> and the, the story behind it is ridiculous as well. Um, yeah, I've, I've interviewed him a couple of times. He's such a nice guy, isn't he, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, to get a win here after his last loss was against Moldovsky, so to to get the win back and then go on to fight Ryan Bader would be uh, such a great thing for him, especially when he was going to hang up the gloves when he was fighting at a light heavy. So to get this Mad career bad. resurgence and it lead to a title yeah. shot against Bader would just be a phenomenal kind of final chapter if he does end up kind of calling it quits in a few years. But yeah, hope so. And obviously MVP back. There's always going to be interest in that. Um this is and, a great matchup as well. Yeah, it was a good match. Submission leader in Bellator history knocked out Neyman Gracie in his last fight. Ten, right. Yeah, technically it tends to be like if Goiti gets him down, it's going to be a problem for MVP. But on the feet, MVP, you know, you never know what fight an MVP does to someone. He could completely psych Goiti out. But if Goiti gets it down, it's going to be a tricky one. I, I do think Gallagher and Higo would have been a good fight to have on this card. It's unfortunate yeah. that it fell through. But now Brian Moore is looking for that Higo fight. Cheap plug. I interviewed Brian Moore backstage Bellator 291 Dublin. <laughs> it's on vmtv.co.uk. Go, go, go watch it. Conor McGregor liked it. So it must be good. It must be good. There you go. Um, um, right. Let's talk about the UFC fight night and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Fight night this weekend, Petr Jan versus Mirab Devajvili in the main event, which is uh such a an odd matchup from the from the point of Petr Jan, I think, because if you'd asked me a year ago, would Petr Jan beat Mirab, I would have told you one hundred percent yes. And now I just don't know. Like uh, it, I really don't know where Pat where Petr Jan is at. To to me, I'm I still. Like in my head, I'm like, he's one of the best fighters on the planet, I think. But the results have just not gone his way lately. Um, do you guys feel the same way as me? Where I'm like, I man, I really don't, I'm really split on this fight. To make or break this fight, to be fair, I think for him, if he doesn't get the win here, he's gonna have to go and not hopefully not sit on the sidelines. He's gonna have to have a think about what he's doing next. Because what's that? Is it what is it three in a row if he loses this next one? Yeah. Gotta be doing something about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, it's, it's such it's a weird fight. Because... If you include the knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a great look. Like like we, we all know how good Jan is. Yeah. But he's just in his last two, he's just fallen shy of winning. And even if you did give him the nod over O'Malley, O'Malley still did pretty good in that fight and you know Marab and O'Malley are miles apart in terms of their styles but like you know Aljo gave Jan trouble in the wrestling department Marab is Aljo's main training partner you know he is a fucking you know he's a little wrestling cardio machine so 
I honestly don't know. My head is telling me that Jan should win this. But maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Yeah, agreed. Um, I actually feel like this fight night is like one of the better ones that we've had in recent times. I feel like if it wasn't for the fact that we, we, we have to rush it to some extent... There's a decent amount of stuff that we could get stuck into here. Um, what stuff? I, I'm assuming you guys have got the card pulled up, so I apologize for putting you on the spot if you don't. But what fights are you guys kind of picking out as the ones that you want to tune in for? Volkov and Romanov. You can go, Jake. Two very different good. fights there, Steve. <laughs> yeah, um, you don't have to say them at the same time. <laughs> Uh, Volkov and Romanov is the common event at heavyweight number 8 versus number 13. Odd bit of matchmaking here, considering the fact that Romanov he lost his last fight, right? He lost to Tybura. Um, he lost to like, the number 10 guy in the world and is now being rewarded by getting the number 8 guy in the world. It's a bit strange. Uh, Volkov, you know what? Despite the fact that he can't really get a win over the top guys, uh, he's still hanging in there and he still beats like everyone below his rank. Um, with the exception of Tom Aspinall, because Tom Aspinall is fucking brilliant. Um, but yeah, I like watching Volkov fight. I like watching Romanov fight. I think it could be a normal heavyweight fight. That means it's going to be shit, or could be surprisingly entertaining. I'm excited to see. Yeah, agreed. I have four words for you, or well, five: Victor Henry and yes. Tony Gravely. Yes, I'm gonna go fight that. I'm gonna go fight. So excited to see Victor Henry back. It's been a while since that debut. Oh, no, he's a good man. He's a good little scrapper. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Main will be spicy. I was, yeah, um, I was kind of... Sorry, go Steve, go Steve. No, what were you going to say? I was kind of excited for Krylov, but I don't know what's happened at the moment. Like, I'm just not really not feeling his vibe at the minute. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see it. Kind of, because... Okay, not really, but it's a nice addition to the character. It's a good fight, um, but I'm, I feel like I'm well over it now. Like, if you know it was only like last yeah. week when it happened, I'm, well, two weeks ago, I'm just so over it. Like... Yeah. But I think Krilov is a swell guy, and I wish him nothing but the best this week. I yeah. hope he goes in. I hope he has a great time. I hope he has just, like... I hope he has a blast in there. And I hope he gets a nice 50k bonus. I hope that his family treat him well. I hope the span says nice things about him. I just, I have Krilov on my mind this week. I love that, mm. I love that you've been nice to a fighter instead of threatening to like slice the throat with a Stanley knife or go and kick that the door down. That is an accusation. And... That is an accusation. And I will not stand for it. <laughs> I mean, you said it. <laughs> Steve, that's an accu- Steve, that is an accusation. And I will not stand for it. Um, so I could not imagine being your teacher. I'd just be like, okay. <laughs> fucking hell I need choked to death on my own fucking cough then sorry boys um, Saeed no go on Steve I was going to say it's a good card and Saeed's on yeah. it as well. Saeid Namagamedov and yeah. Jonathan Martinez is fun um, like I mentioned a minute ago Asun Sao and Davy Grant oh. is that on this card? Grant's... yeah, yeah. Davy oh. Grant's so good beautiful He's so man. fun to watch he is such an odd man as well, and he like when he goes in, he's like, yeah, so good, man. I he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a proper fucking, like, 
He's a, not like no, but that's how you describe David Grant. Like, he is he is like a proper fucking like hard headed bastard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. L- Lipsky and Aldrich is a good fight. Lipsky is always fun to watch. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's is. a big fight. That's a big fight. She's under a lot of pressure. <laughs> uh, t- Tyson Nam and Bruno Silva. That should be a good fight. That, that shouldn't be on the prelims. No, I mean, like, I was going to say the prelims are quite good, to be honest. I was looking at thought, Do you know what? I don't mind them prelims. <laughs> They're quite Carlson good. Har- Carlson Harris and uh, Abubakar Namagomedov, that's a good fight as well. No, yeah. when I was like, when I first looked at this card, I was like, oh, it was a bit of a one fight show. Looking a bit deeper, now it's, it's a good card. Hmm. Is, uh, yeah. And it starts, cool. starts a bit earlier for us as well. So I will, I can safely say I'll be watching this card. But it's a shame it's overshadowed by Power Slap <laughs> on the Rumble. The real See, main after. event. Don't tune in, but if you'd like to, it starts just after the event. Just because we've, you know, taken a bit of money off Power Slap there. The Wolf versus Darius the Destroyer. Who doesn't want to see that? Me. <laughs> Yeah, and me. I, I, I'm, I'm taking a stand. I'm taking a stand against all your shenanigans, Steve. Will I'm not I, the one. <laughs> Will Dana White join the league at some point? And he's got the pra- he's so. got the practice. So. He may as well actually take a good punt, hasn't he? Was yeah. the, okay, but like if we're judging his domestic battery of his wife by power, oh. by, by, <laughs> by by if we're judging that by like power slap rules, would that not be a foul because he didn't? He didn't like do the wind up. He didn't tell the barman like how many wind ups he was getting. You have, tell the you have to do that. No, nah, but you have, nah, but you have to no. tell the ref and tell the opponent how many you're doing. What? Yeah, look, he, he didn't what? Do that. You have, you have he didn't to like tell. We've we already got a minute left. I need to explain this now. Uh, <laughs> you have to like tell if you're going like a wind up. You need to say like right three. So one, two, three, or like what the right fuck? one. One. Just slap the cunt, the rednecks, like, the them. rednecks. What the fuck? Nah, don't read that. Don't read that. Just... I might do a power slap. They've got a, they've got a big constant bingo, but I haven't been soon. I might go for it. You know what? All of us, VM Jim Croydon power slap competition with everyone in the group chat. I'm in I'm in London. I can get to Croydon easy. 